Hey, party people! Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, where the gaming table is always set for two. I am your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week I am joined once again by Russell Collins for the latest playtest session of his new game, Project Wingspan. Just a quick heads up that this is a special two-part episode. Part one focuses on Klaus Winberg undertaking Operation Backstab, a dangerous sabotage mission behind enemy lines. Part two, which drops next week, focuses on Klaus Winberg's efforts to contain the spiraling chaos on the home front. The session just ran a little long. I figured it was better to do two one-hour episodes than one two-hour episode. So stay tuned for that. Finally, before we dive in, a very special thank you to Jason Zek, our newest backer on Patreon. Jason, thank you so much. Your support is phenomenal and appreciated. Uh, if you're curious about the Patreon, you should check it out at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Patreon backers get bonus episodes, mini podcasts and interviews, and Patreon dollars go towards equipment fees, hosting costs, convention appearances, and new games to play on the show. You can find all of that at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. And with all that out of the way, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week I am sitting down once again with Russell Collins. Russell, thanks so much for coming back on Party of One. Thanks. It's great to be here again. So we are playing some more uh, Project Wingspan, which I'm very excited about because we left off at the start of a very high-priority mission, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. Klaus, uh, Klaus Winberg, our um, Project Wingspan project candidate, uh, Rocket Man transforming super soldier, uh, was just about to be sent on Operation Backstab by uh, Commander Boza. Um, we've still kept everything kind of hush-hush, mm-hmm. but it's kind of good because it gets him out of town just as things are starting to get a little uh, little tense around there. Uh, we have uh, Prayer Paul, that old man mm-hmm. who's like running a citizen's council where he's like, you know, begun these like witch hunts. Yep. Um, you know, Marta's uh, in her basic training. Uh, so Hana, her mother, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, love interest of uh, Klaus is getting a little nervous about, like, when she's going to deploy. Uh, you know, food rationing is picked up and all that sort of thing. So things are getting a little – the war is heating up. Yep. And uh, people of Idol are starting to feel the pinch. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And – just as just as things were picking up, I know I was speaking with uh, Gene Wassler mm-hmm. about his um, his sort of uh, I don't want to call it profiteering because it's not quite profiteering, <laughs> but his uh, special rationing efforts. Yes, yes. Gene and just there. as I was picked up by Commander Boza to go on Operation Backstab, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I distinctly right. remember Klaus is not in a good mood. <laughs> no, no, and I don't know that Kata is going to put him in a better mood. Kata is, um, and she insists that's all, all of her name, doesn't add anything else to it, uh, is um, apparently an agent of the Morovian um, intelligence uh, forces. Uh, you're introduced to her by Burza very quickly, and then you're kind of hurriedly bundled into a van and uh, given some, uh, some old clothes to put on, um, and uh, basically given a brief rundown of uh, how this is a... A sneaking mission. You're going to be smuggled behind enemy lines by Kata. Uh, she's going to get you into, um, where is it? Uh, Steilsborg, um, you know, behind the enemy lines of the Asturian front. And there, uh, she's going to pick out a target for you that they need you to, um, destroy as the rocket man, or at least take as much of it apart as you can. Um, now, I don't know, Klaus, I, I don't think you've been very big on stealth missions in your past or done any of that sort of thing. No, I don't think I'm a, I'm a stealth guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kata mostly handles that by telling you, like, okay, keep quiet, let me do the talking, follow in my wake, you know, do what I do, all that sort of thing, mm-hmm. so that she can sneak you in, sneak you around and all that uh, without, uh, hopefully, with her allaying suspicion mm-hmm. of the, uh, the surrounding people and all that. Um, yeah, so... Um, after that, it's really just the two of you sitting in the back of a van that's, you know, pitching back and forth as it rolls up and down over the hills. Um, slowly, the ground beneath the van gives way to, you know, to uh, uh, cobblestone streets, and, you know, there's a rumbling, and then those start to smooth out into the asphalt of the uh, the major cities and so on. Occasionally, you can peek out a little, like, slit window in the van door, but, you know, every time uh, uh, Kata uh, catches you doing that, she, like, you know, tends to get away, get back up. You know, and then, of course, she does the same just to make mm-hmm. sure that no one actually saw you right. looking. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but soon enough, uh, you've made it to the outskirts of Stilesburg. Uh, and here is where Kata um, um, begins passing around money. 
Uh, you get stopped uh, a few times uh, at checkpoints. And, you know, when she steps out with a few, you know, pleasant words and a little sort of backhanded, uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, uh, uh, flick of the wrist, she, you know, hands out uh, money to people left and right, getting you past checkpoints and so on. Now, this is really the first time you've seen Asturia as it's been since the uh, since the war began. Right. And it is, um, it's, it's kind of crazy. Every building is, you know, has banners right. hanging from it, you know, announcing, um, you know, the importance of loyalty, mm-hmm. the need for people to enlist, you know, the, 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 the Asturian flag, you know, we, uh, the big, like, blue, uh, field with the, uh, uh, golden eagle and stars is, uh, you know, is, is, uh, spilling out of every mm-hmm. windowsill. Um, you know, the plenty of, uh, troops riding around up and down the streets, you know, uh, uh, in their uniforms, either going out to the fronts or coming back from it. Strasbourg itself is very much a, um, a factory town. Mm-hmm. So there's this constant, uh, uh, just clatter in the distance of machinery and, uh, uh and equipment and, you know, and just construction mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. You know, uh, occasionally the ground will rumble and, you know, dust will, uh, will shake down from, uh, from the buildings that the sky overhead just seems to be completely, uh, uh blotted out mm-hmm. by smog. And you can see these huge smokestacks just sort of looming at the edge of, 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 you know, at the edge of, of every, um, every, uh, vista. Right. Just yeah. bubbling, you know, black smoke up into the sky. Um, yeah, this, the entire town is taken over by that sort of, by, by being a war machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kata is able to slip you through, uh, uh, the checkpoints and then eventually, um, you know, you hop out of the van and start uh, making your way down one of the side streets. Um, she ambles along and, uh, then asks, so how good is your Asturian? Um, I don't know. How good would my Asturian be? Probably not great. Well, here's the thing. You've grown up in Morovia. You've been involved in that. You do have an Asturian surname. So you probably know a little bit yeah, enough can, to get by. I can ask where the bathroom is. <laughs> exactly. I think, exactly. I think that's exactly what I say. I'm like, well, I can ask where the bathroom is. I can mm-hmm. point out the library if okay. I see it. Well, hearing that accent, I guess I'm going to have to tell you to just keep it quiet as you can. Just give her a curtain on. Mm-hmm. So, what is this whole deal with you, anyway? I mean, they didn't really give me much more other than you're the rocket man. Uh, you know, I've been asking myself the same question, if I'm being honest. I, I'm sorry, I know if that's not much of an answer, but, hmm. um... I'm, uh, used to, I'm used to non-answers in my line of work. Uh, I guess I'm some kind of weapon. Uh, I can picture things. And uh, once I activate the machine, once I, the thing I picture sort of takes shape and tend to that tends to involve pointing at a thing and that thing blowing up. Sounds an awful lot like a kid's book or a, a movie or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> Just doesn't sound real. Uh, it doesn't feel real. I, I can't say that it's something that I've... Mm. I've uh, Gotten used to. Mm. Um, be very interested in that uh, recruitment poster over there. She gestures to uh, to her left, uh, and then the two of you turn, you know, and she, um, you know, brushes at the side of her cap, uh, you know, sort of pulling it down halfway over her eyes as uh, a couple of uh, a couple of security guards, you know, um, make their way past uh, the two of you. You know, they're dressed in um, they're dressed in in Asturian military, but with uh, different badges mm-hmm. and, and arm patches and so on to denote that they are, you know, civilian defense or civil defense rather. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, trooping by, um, you know, just talking uh, uh, casually. You can pick out a word here and there, mm-hmm. just you know, casual talk. Nothing, uh, 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 nothing that makes it sound as if they've spotted you. Sure, but sure. all the same, Kata is like, I'm not not taking any chances with sure. this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think when I take notice of the poster, I slouch over a little bit and take a little bit of that, like, old man posture that mm-hmm. I've, like, shaken off. Yes. As the Rocket Man's going to mm-hmm. sort of uh, affecting that in a way that I think I've, I've gotten used to that a little bit around Idol, but I'm, I'm playing it up a lot more here when, when she says the point, look at the thing, I'm like, yep, oh. yep. Yep, looking the part, looking the part as best you can, which is great because you can fall back into how things used yeah. to be, and it looks looks more natural. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Um, now it's further up the street, and I mean the buildings here are kind of dense, uh, and you know, and and overhangs into the the street itself and archways and all that, so that for a while the sky just kind of vanishes as you get into these kind of twisting corridors. 
Um, you know, I apologize for the dramatic movement through the back alleys, but, uh, I think we might have fewer patrols to deal with this way. And, okay, our target should be just around this next turn. And as you make that turn, mm-hmm. um, here the, the, here the city just opens up into what would in any other place be a plaza or a big park. Right. You know, the buildings are all set back away, away from this, this wide, clear open area. But here, rather than a park, it is um an asphalt um field. Completely smoothed out, completely plain concrete, you know, studded with uh with pillboxes around the edges of it. Uh you know, the factories uh, sort of lead up right to the edge of this. And sat in the middle of it is um well at first it you it sort of strikes you as a gig- as as just a big metal building. You know, it's you know, uh, got to be a good um, 15 to 20 stories high, you know, big tapering metal block. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, as you look at it, though, you, you realize that the base of it, it's actually like held up off the ground by a good 10, 15 feet. And the base of it, actually, these huge tractor treads like you would see on a tank. And just as you start to think, could this could this thing really be some sort of building-sized tank, a rumbling sound comes out from the, the underside of it that once again makes the whole city right. around you shake, you know, and, and, and you know, window panes rattle and dust, you know, tumbles down off, off the sides of buildings. And uh, the upper half of it splits and begins to lever itself open on gigantic pistons. And as it does that, you can see these, these, these sort of arms or, or, or wings or, or, you know, these big platforms studded with cannons and uh, uh, machine gun uh, turrets and all that. And then rising up behind that is a helipad uh, on which um, one of the uh, Raptor rotor vehicles, you know, uh, flies down and, and settles on, you know, on the helipad there. This is the biggest machine you've ever seen in your entire life. And I mean, it's, it's a, uh, you know, a land tank and right. a, a land carrier tank an enormous thing. That's it. Think you can take it down? I have to, right? I Look, what this they've insanity. What they've told me and what I know of it is I don't think you could like blow up the whole thing, right? I mean, you're not that big a deal. But if you can damage it, slow it down, They've almost finished construction, but they haven't yet. That's why I knew we had to strike now. We had to do some damage to it. We can set it back, maybe delay the deployment if we can do enough damage. I I can do that. Okay. Let's see if we can get you a little closer. And uh, then it's going to be time for... Uh, she, you know, reaches into her pocket and mm-hmm. pulls out the activation injector that uh, you know, you'll use to trigger your transformation. <laughs> Slips it back in the pocket. Okay. Follow me. Yep. So... Security is definitely tighter here. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. There's a lot more stopping and starting as Kata tries to sort of like make you inconspicuous as, you know, jeeps uh, full of soldiers go rolling by and uh, security guards coming a little thicker and thicker. You know, there's a stream of people going in and out, but she keeps trying to like keep you to the, the edges of that. You know, as the workers go in and clamber up these uh, um, these scaffoldings on the side sure, of the thing, sure. and, you know, come back down, troops march back and forth. Finally, you uh, come up to one of the security checkpoints where it's like, well, there's nothing else to do but go through here. And uh, so uh, Kata steps up, uh, flashes, and I, you know, identification uh, papers, uh, and another set for you, and starts, you know, rattling off in a story and lots of, you know, stuff to this uh, rather bored-looking clerk who, um, you know, who, who uh, is looking through those papers, looking at her, looking at you, looking at her, looking at you. You know, she keeps talking conversationally. In Asturian. Um, fortunately, Asturians do have a tendency to babble, so you know that it actually doesn't make her seem more suspicious. Right. You know, it makes her seem less suspicious that she's comfortable to keep talking. Right, right, right. It's when a person clams up in Asturia that the people start to get nervous about. It's just one of those sort of little regional, you know, habits, which sure. is why this guy seems to be paying more and more attention to you as she goes on and on right, about, right. you know, weather and, and uh, machine parts and things like that. Well, you don't have anything to say to him. Um, after he, uh, after she starts to run down, you know, mm-hmm. starts to run out of things to say, uh, he turns to you and, uh, you're able to pick out from what he says in the Astorium, 
you know, uh, and what are your thoughts on these things? He, um, Klaus leans forward mm-hmm. as he, he gets a real, uh, opinionated look on his face. Like he's about to say, just like he's, mm-hmm. he's got opinions and there he's, this is going to share them now. Mm-hmm. Well, I, <laughs> and just starts having mm-hmm. the biggest coughing mm-hmm. fit. Yeah. You have to excuse him, uh, is what you, you can recognize that immediately mm-hmm. in the historian from her. And then you hear something about, um, you know, sick, uh, unwell, you know, uh, uh, it's been a while, um, you know, some, something else about smog and things like that. Uh, the guy, the guy, you know, looks at her and nods and then looks back at you and, uh, then says something in a story that you have never heard before and kind of waits for some response from you. Kata uh, starts to reply, and then he holds up a hand to, to stop her. So, you could try and fake further sickness. It looks like he's really pressing on you to do something. Um, I'm going to double down on this lie. I'm going to commit. I'm going to... Uh, mm-hmm. Commit to being convincing? Yep. I'm going to... Uh, double over, like I'm gonna keep coughing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to double over, mm-hmm. and I'm going to, as I like fall over, I'm going to throw a glance to Kata to see if she can't mm-hmm. give, give her a glance, as though to say, like, "Hey, if you need hey, drop that thing in your pocket. <laughs> I might have to grab it in a hurry." Okay. Well, uh, in order to be convincing, we're gonna need to take two dice for yep. your charming. Uh, Talent, roll those two dice and look for the high result. Oh, six. I see a six there. Good. And then we add to that your convince. So that's going to be nine. Nine. Good. Nine's a good roll for this. Yeah. Um, you double over. Um, you hit the ground. Yep. Cotter runs and grabs you and like, you know, and starts saying, it'll be okay. It's all right. You know, and starts to, uh, you know, to help you up. Um, you know, she turns and looks at the guy like, look, I, you know, uh, and then launches into another long winded, mm-hmm. uh, spiel. Sure. You're able to pick out some more things about this, like poor, um, can't pay rent, mm-hmm. need to work, so sorry, um, things like that. You know, you're able to pick out, pick out the, you know, those words. Like she's really sure. telling him yeah. a sob story about how you're, you're unwell, but, but we can't afford, you know, to, to not work today. Yeah. Um, the guard seems to buy it. I mean, especially you, you, you like pitching over, like, you know, he gets this look on his face, right. like, oh, Oh, what did I do? Oh, man. Yeah. You know, I killed him. Oh, no. Which was <laughs> not really what he wanted. He wanted to find a spy. He didn't want to kill, kill an old man. You know? Uh, and besides, the line is starting to back up behind you. Sure. So, um, he muscles uh, uh, a few of you through, you know, the, the two of you through, uh, you know, with uh, uh, with a quick little, um, you know, snap of the Asturian salute and a little pledge to victory. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, yeah, and Kata helps you up and, you know. Helps you along, you know, limping as you go mm-hmm. past the checkpoint and down uh, toward the, the factory levels. Well, that was quick thinking. I, uh, not the, not the, not no slouch on my feet. <laughs> we'll make a spy out of you yet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are worse things to be. In case you were wondering, he was asking you, um, a question about a sick tortoise. It's an old proverb thing. Good to know. Yeah. I don't remember how you're supposed to answer it, though. I wish I could. Oh, well. You saved us both by doing that then, I guess. Um, anyway, looks like this is, uh, this is your stop here, she says, as you sort of draw up, uh, near one of the, the huge treads beneath mm-hmm. this thing. You can, I mean, that rumbling noise is really loud. Like, to the point that, like, she's begun to talk a little louder and louder as mm-hmm. you've gotten closer sure. and closer to the thing, just like from these, Huge engines. And I mean, sure. you can see rows of exhaust pipes, uh, uh, sort of in the skirt of this building, just like blasting out waves of heat so that, you know, mm-hmm. so that, uh, uh, so that, you know, there's like that shimmering effect all around it and this thick smell of diesel exhaust from you know, these, this gigantic engine burning away inside this thing. Um, so, um, hope it all works out for you, I guess. She pulls out the activation injector, hands it to you. He's going to take it, he's going to uh, look at it for a while, mm-hmm. and he's going to look back at the tank. Mm-hmm. How far are we from the tank? We're, like, pretty close, right? Yeah, I would say, uh, let's let's put you at about, like, 100 yards away from it. Okay. You know? There are still a lot of troops circling around there, um, you know, and, and, I mean, the troops here are a little more heavily armed. Like, there's actually a, you know, a, 
uh, a squad of armored troopers, the ones who are like in that full, you know, right. metal suits with, uh, you know, big rocket launchers strapped to their backs and stuff like that, you know, trooping around here, making sure nobody starts any funny business in front of uh, their machine, which as you're close enough now, you can see stenciled on the side of it in big, you know, gothic Asturian characters, Behemoth. Mm. Suit, you know, suitable name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I think I'm going to do is... Um, if 100 yards away, I don't think that's far enough away for these nanobots to do what I wanted them to do. So I'll just have to do it here and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to jam down that uh, injector mm-hmm. and okay. turn on this rocket man. Okay. She starts to back away uh, from you remembering something about minimum safe distance or whatever the heck. Um, I think I give her a brief look and I just say, like, mm-hmm. you were asking about, like, what I am. Mm-hmm. It's time to I, the, yeah, you'll, time to show it off. All right. Um, yeah, she backs away from you. Uh, you jam the injector, and yeah, then there's just this uh, bloom of pain that is then almost immediately cut off as the uh, the nanomachines, you know, as the machine um, bursts out from you in this shimmering silver gray cloud that then begins grabbing mm-hmm. up, you know. Uh, um, <laughs> You know, around you, there's, you know, scrap metal, there's chunks of concrete, and all that, all that stuff just immediately begins to get eaten away, mm-hmm. taken down to, you yep. know, to some subatomic level, and then furried back to you in a cloud that starts to stitch together uh, the suit around, you know, weaving it into you and around you and, you know, building you into the Rocket Man again. So, we need to figure out a couple things, like yes. where are you putting your upgrades? Uh, this so, time? I have three upgrades. Yes. So, I'm going to put one into focused and one into fit. Okay. Put both of those up to five dice each. Mm-hmm. And then deft is, is it deft or observant that is for shooting things? Um, shooting things is observant. And I'm going to bump up observant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, deft, deft is for using skill weapons. Yes, that's right. to like power weapons. But observant yes. is range finding and all that sort of so thing. So that's going to give me a plus five to my uh, observant, which mm-hmm. is good because that's going to be doing a lot of shooting things here. Most likely, like. most likely. Um their transformation, of course, does not go unnoticed because sure. it's a little crazy. Like, there's sure. flashing lights. There's, you know, uh, uh, stuff being dismantled and being thrown around. Some people start to shout and holler and, like, point in that direction of what the hell's going on. Uh, some of the armored troopers, you know, hear that uh, uh, and jump out of a, a jeep and start uh, heading your way. Uh, you see, you know, just sort of out of the corner of your eye, Kata, you know, just, like, looking with this uh, this expression that sort of – it's a mixture of awe and dread, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in, in that kind of like, like truly like, wow, this is awesome. And it, oh my God, this is, this is, you know, this is probably terribly dangerous. Not, probably not super similar to the face that I had when I saw the behemoth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, with a quick tug on her cap, she charges into the crowd of retreating uh, workmen and uh, just disappears into the throng as, as they start rushing away from the troopers who are moving to surround mm-hmm. you. So what's your what's your uh, uh, what's your transformation look like? This um, time? I think this time it is uh, for the first time not um, not plane based. I think mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think appropriately enough. I kind of uh, sort of just get very like very bulky, very armored. Um, I'm thinking, I'm kind of visualizing something not super different than like the Iron Man Mark One, mm. like the <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just big, big, bulky. heavy shell of uh, you know of metal. And right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because like I think I'm looking at the Behemoth and I'm kind of becoming this like, and I, so I've got the the, the jetpack mm-hmm. in the back, but the wings are kind of stubby, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost like Rocketeer esque, big, just big bullets on my back, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. I think uh, my feet like are big, just blocks of metal. Mm-hmm. Like they're because they're I, I plop them on the ground and mm-hmm. I sink about mm-hmm. an inch. <laughs> yep. Oh well, yeah, the pavement cracks underneath you. Because uh, yeah, so I, and that is that is what I, I uh, and under like. Yeah, I think that's it for now. Mm-hmm. It's going to okay. change as we go. Oh, yeah, it'll change, especially if you get hit. <laughs> if you get hit and the machine wants to respond to that, mm-hmm. things will change. So, um, just remembering where we are, you have two marks of pain on the yeah on you already. You have two, two marks of joy on there. Yep, good. And, uh, yeah, I, I think we're ready to begin. So, let's give you a little bit of the layout. I mean, the 
um, the behemoth itself is so large that it's not a single target. Right. For the purposes of fighting it, uh, it's divided up into, you know, different chunks. There are the treads, you know, there are three of those. Each one is its own thing. There's that helipad up on top. There are the two weapon batteries on the, uh, you know, on the platforms on either side of it. And there's also a command center, uh, you know, sort of perched, uh, between those, right. uh, those pieces. Obviously, um, you know, the, uh, obviously that's the most heavily defended. Right, sure. Know, each of these things has a slightly different challenge rating and a different number of buffs sure. that can be sure, sure. thrown against you. Um, the more, in, you know, immediate concern are, of course, the squad of armored troopers who are rushing towards you right sure. now. And, you know, as the alarms are sounding, there's also a, a garage on either side, you know, uh, rolling up their panels and, uh, some, uh, walker tanks start tromping out of those as well. So they're, they're gonna start throwing the forces at you to see what they can do to, uh, to, uh, uh keep you from doing the real damage there. Um, yeah, I mean, you could, from where you are, you could just go right for the behemoth if you want, or you could try and deal with those armored troopers before they uh, they mass up and start shooting at you. That's probably the, what I'd, I think that's what I'm doing, is mm-hmm. I think the first thing that happens is um, I kind of just put out my hands, mm-hmm. and the, these big, uh, like, shelling, mm-hmm. these big, big, almost mortars, like a circle of mortars. Mm form around my hands and I just like spread them out and it's like thump, 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 thump <laughs> in like a wide arc to, if not take out any of these troopers, scatter them in a way that is going to okay. uh, ideally delay the fight at least until most of these, most of the workers are gone. Okay. I think that's, I don't want them. You don't want that there. much collateral. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're rushing toward you. Uh, they have a heavy weapon buff. So uh, rolling to... Um, so in order to use these weapons, yeah, you're, you're firing on them. You're using, uh, your observant, mm-hmm. um, abilities. So that starts from focused, which is five, five, but we have to lose one because of the, uh, the buff that they have right. against you of, you know, their, their own heavy weaponry that can counteract the effect of some of yours. Right. So then you'd roll those four dice and we're going to add your observant values to five. that. So it should be plus five. Two, two. Six and six. Oh, okay. So those two sixes are seven. Seven plus five is twelve. Twelve. Woo. Oh, wow. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> that handily removes them as a threat. So, um, yeah. Rain of fire, as you said, all around you. Just, you know, explosions, uh, um, shards of pavement getting kicked up, uh, a lot of screaming, a lot of running around. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, you know, there's... Uh, um, uh, just that, that general chaos. Right. Uh, you can see one of the armored troopers just sort of collapses, uh, uh, you know, practically smashed in half. Other ones are running around <laughs> screaming and hollering and, and shouting. Uh, it looks like you've done a good job of getting the workers away. But, uh, yeah, you've definitely demolished this group. Now, with 12, there really isn't any way you could buy that down. Yeah, that's what, I that's what I figured. Because <laughs> yeah. the actual challenge there was a 7. Right. <laughs> so sure. I didn't even bother telling you once I realized you'd leapt so far over it. Yep. Um, but that does mean, yes, you've uh, you've uh, uh, done some good damage there. So I'm going to mark a point on anger for your sort of overkill. Right. You know, remember, I mean, the more of these... Grand and glorious over the top victories, the more, uh, the mood back home yep. becomes righteous fury. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and since your high roll was a six, I'm gonna take six away from the power level right. of the battle. So that's our first. It's a volley of explosives at armored troopers. I'm just making notes for myself so that I have a little play by play. Good. Yeah, so that takes care of that first uh, little <laughs> little impediment. Um, hmm. I'm worried that this thing's going to be too uh, too easy for you now. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I, I feel like I, I have plans if, if, if that happens. Yeah, well, we'll find out. Um, okay. Yeah, so I think the next thing is just uh, hit those jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, my feet are suddenly much lighter yeah. like that, that mm-hmm. dissipates, and it is a straight shot. I'm going for underneath the behemoth. Ooh, okay. Heading towards the, the mobilizers at yes. the base of it. Okay. Uh, those are more challenging to deal with. Um, they uh, they have a couple buffs to them. You know, they're heavily shielded. There are also point defense weapons on them, meaning there are a lot of small uh, machine gun uh, uh, turrets attached all over this thing. You know, like little single mm-hmm. crew turrets that they start you know wheeling around and pointing 
in your direction as you fly uh, uh, under. Those tanks and so on start rolling out towards you, the armored troopers, but now you're under their right. thing. They can't really shoot in at right. you. They've got to let the troopers with the point defense weapons fire back. So they're, they're trying to block you from, from getting in there. Um, right. So what you're facing now is actually two buffs, so you would lose two, two dice, dice so off of the three. roll. You could take an action to try and eliminate one of the buffs by, you know, taking some action that either alters you or alters the situations that's right. more in your favor. Something that could counteract either the heavy shielding or could counteract these machine guns. Now, one of the good things, good things about that is you see these little machine guns and the heavy armor plating are all over this thing. Yeah. And once you've found a way to work around a buff, you can keep using it. So, you know, finding a way to debuff one of these things here effectively reduces that, uh, removes that threat from the rest of the machine because you've already got a way to counteract. I think I'm going to do that with the machine guns, the mm-hmm. small, the, the point defense weapons. Sure. I think what's, what's going to happen or what I'm going to try, try to do mm-hmm. is, uh, take a strafing run around like one of them mm-hmm. and a position and like position it so that I'm like, my, I'm facing it head on mm-hmm. so that like, uh, a few different, uh, smaller cannons sort of emerge down my chest mm-hmm. and I'm going to fire off some like sticky, some sticky grenade type bombs. Okay. I'm going to like latch on and then explode to ideally, maybe not like puncture the armor, but at least like scatter the people inside. Mm-hmm. Once okay. things start popping, I think people tend yeah. to scatter. So you want to build a sort of a, a anti uh, you know, a counter weapon yeah. to that. Okay. Yeah. That sounds interesting to me. Um, since you are firing with it, I think, again, that's an observant mm. action. Um, so, yeah, there's no need to worry about um, the buffs here because you're actually attacking one right. of the buffs. So it doesn't reduce your die pool. So uh, go ahead and see the, the challenge that you're dealing with, though, is 10 because this okay. thing is big and bulky and there's a lot of stuff here. And, you know, and they're fairly well armored and fairly well uh, prepared to deal with repelling an attacker. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah. Go for it. You got a lot of dice. Two, four, five, five, two. All right. So with two fives. Two fives gets you a six. Six plus five is 11. So 11. I'm going to spend one of those joys. Mm-hmm. Bop it down to 10 exactly for an exact 10. match. Good. Okay. Yeah. That does it. I mean, you've, um, yeah, the machine responds to what you want and begins creating these, uh, these launchers that fire out, uh, uh, these, you know, these grenades that then stick to, it's some sort of magnet or something. Mm-hmm. You're not quite sure how exactly. Like, all you really wanted was, well, grenades that will stick to it. Yeah. But you feel like sort of a magnetic, uh, pulse mm-hmm. as they smack onto the side of the, uh, the turrets. Uh, there's some sort of energy that races through them and then there's, uh, uh sparks. And uh, uh, you think it must be like cooking off the ammunition inside yep. the gun because there's pop, 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 spang, 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 sparks everywhere. And uh, yeah, you you basically you you have a counter weapon now that can deal with those. Uh, you know, you see one of the uh, uh, you know one of the hatches opens on one, and a uh, you know a, a trooper starts scrambling out and trying to pull himself down a, a mm-hmm. ladder away from the away from this thing. So that yeah, that removes that that buff from the point defense weapons. Those are those are out of commission. And that was five. Yep. So we. Um, countered the machine guns and with five that's going to bring us down to 37 for your power okay Mm -hmm. so uh with with that buff taken care of i think i'm going to go back to trying to take out the mobilizers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay um yeah you're in mobilizer number one which is sort of its right right leg it has a left leg a right leg and a back leg i guess each one with a huge you know uh tank tread at the base of it you ever see the space shuttle uh, when they roll that thing mm-hmm. out of the launch? Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. that. It, yeah, yeah. It's that kind of enormous machine. So I'm going to uh, try to fly underneath it mm-hmm. and just stick out like one solid strafing run. Okay. Put out both of my arms mm. and I think the, the big like mortar shells mm-hmm. sort of all coalesce together into one long energy cannon as mm. I just fly both sides and nice. unleash nice. Okay. A, a torrent of energy. The challenge for this is 10. Okay. You're still shooting. Um, it's, it still has the one buff from its heavy right. shielding, so you'd have to drop one die from the roll, so but you're still four. pretty well prepared for that. Yep. Three. One. One. Four. four. Nine. Ten. Perfect. Ten. Yeah, that hits it perfectly. All right. Now I'm spending my second joy to do that. Okay. We need to figure about getting you some of that back, don't yes. we? <laughs> yes. Remember, well, you're... 
your uh, your you think about your uh, your drive and your hope are the ways that we can generate that. So let's, yes, uh, I got to figure out. Well, let me ask you because mm-hmm. I did I did take that uh, that first action taking out those guards was mm-hmm. to enable the that's true people to flee. Yeah, we're trying to protect the people in that, but I mean, you were still also blowing yes, people up at the same time, so it's up. kind of hard to right. It is hard <laughs> to make that justification. Yeah, right. yeah, it's hard well, to. Then I know I know what I'm doing next. Then, so the um, ten means that yeah, you can take out one of the mobility platforms. Um, so yeah, yeah I the, think I, I turn and just mm-hmm. both both fan, both hands forward, mm-hmm. both arm cannons forward, and let out an energy blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the thing off balance. Since you're underneath the the skirt of this thing, uh, you know you're already past one of the layers of heavy, heavy shielding. So these these beams of energy begin to just you know slice through uh, the metal there. Um, you're not actually able to cut the, 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 you know, the leg of it off, but you're allowed to burn through enough of it that, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, the, the uh, treads start to seize and the thing sort of stops rotating, you know, yep. place where it was. The treads start to seize and it, it, and, you know, it, it stops for a second and then it starts to, it, it's still trying to like turn, like rotate itself around, but now it's like grinding that mm-hmm. one piece along the ground. You can see like, you know, the, the asphalt behind it is just coming up in huge furrows. You know, uh, uh, you know, the concrete just being, you know, uh, crushed into tiny pieces mm-hmm. by this thing. And it starts to wobble a little bit above you until, uh, somebody somewhere gives the order and it stops trying to turn, uh, you know, on its, uh, broken, right. broken leg. So, yeah, that, um, what was that total that was f- uh, four? Four, yeah. Just two, yeah, because then you bumped it up to a five. Yep. Good. Okay. 33. You have made short work of this thing, uh, um, without spending too much of your power. So good. All right. So now it's not moving around so much. Right. Uh, it still has two other mobility platforms, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. you've you've slowed it down now, but you know, the more you can do to uh to uh, uh impair it or destroy it and keep it out of uh uh out the front lines, the better. I think okay, so I think the next thing I'm going to do is fly out from underneath it mm-hmm. and do a just a, a distraction run, basically, mm-hmm. by the by the people exiting a little bit more time to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Sure, if you want to do that. Yeah. Um, they do, however, have some of those uh, raptor copters right. uh, that have launched from the helipad. And once they see you fly out, they now have a target. So they turn and begin flying down uh, toward you. Um, so they've given chase and right. are, are looking to uh, to blast you as you as you you know try and break away for a second to get a uh, get a breather. Um, or to give them a breather, right. really. Not like you, you don't need to relax. Yeah, I'm fine. You need them to, uh, uh, to, you know, know what's up and, and get the, you know, and surrender. But, you know, all the same, those two raptors are now coming after you. Right. Um, how do you want to contend with them? I mean, we can, you can take shots at them. You could even just try to outstrip them and run away if they're, you know, or, or you know, uh, outdistance them if the goal is to not really engage with anyone. Yeah, I think that's the best plan is I think it's mm-hmm. the plan is to string them along, mm-hmm. go slow enough that they follow, but fast enough that they're not, that I'm staying ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now these are challenge. Do I give you a challenge number now? Well, they have a buff, uh, in that they are, you know, highly maneuverable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are too, fortunately, but, you know, that's what they are. And I mean, you know, you're flying around in this factory area. There's, you know, a lot of, uh, tall buildings and smokestacks and all that sort of thing. I mean, you've got this big open plaza, right. uh, you know, where you can maneuver, but I mean, that, means that the other people are going to start drawing their guns up. So it might yeah. be better to try and take this out to the outskirts for a quick, you know, for, for a little zigzag before you come back around. I think what I'm going to do is uh, try to create some uh, obstacles for them mm-hmm. to take out their maneuverability that way. So more of these... Uh, I saw how these sort of magnet mines worked. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to see if I can't get the machine to just... to detonate them halfway okay. so that there are just some explosions happening so that they, they aren't as maneuverable. Sort of throw up, some, to... throw up some flack yes. in effect. Yes, sure. Sure. exactly. Hmm. I'm wondering if that's still a shooting thing because now it seems like you're trying to, uh, uh, I think it's probably more intellectual probably, now yeah. because this is an indirect fire thing. It's yeah. not so much about like, you know, see and shoot. It's more about like, let's calculate ranges and, yep. you know, estimate distances and, you know, and, and uh, uh, you know, um, fuse timings, right. things like that. So I think, yeah, this is a more intellectual use of your focus. Okay. Um, again, since you're not dealing with their, um, you know, since you're skipping past their their buff to deal with right. this, you get to roll your full your full die pool for this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do I know the challenge? Um, let's see. The challenge for these is a nine. Okay. Um, 
Hmm. Then in that case, I might not be. I might have to try a more direct approach. Really? You don't think the intellectual carry it? Oh, let's see. Well, you've got focused plus one. You've got five dice. Um, so you're likely to get a six. Um, but then, yes, true, your intellectual is yeah. only a one there. And you don't really have the joy to buy it up. All right, yeah, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to do something a little bit. I mean, if you do go for a more direct attack on them with Observant, you could, you know, bring your guns to bear, like, for real. Um, yeah, that... Because it might just be that, you know, you, you try lobbing a couple of these things, and they don't really do the job. You know, they just fly right through, not, uh, you know, trusting that they, they can uh, they can outdo you. Yeah, I'm going to try to shoot out their... Uh, I'm going to try to shoot out their rotors. Okay. Down them without necessarily... Dooming the people inside. Or so we hope. Or so I hope. Now, remember, we're still attacking the uh, the buff. Yes. Doing this, yeah, right, right. Yep. right. So okay. I'm just trying to do some, like, cosmetic damage to the mm -hmm. rotors to gotcha. take them off balance. Put the fear of flak into them. Yes. <laughs> One, two, five, six, six four. All right. So six well. plus five is 11. Okay. Yep. That'll get that done. Yep. Um. Yes. Uh. So, yeah, you... Are able to, uh, after flicking a few of these mines there and finding they don't quite work, you switch over to just, you know, throwing energy beams mm -hmm. at them, uh, you know, raking down the side of the, uh, the helicopters and trying to shoot for their, uh, their steering fins. Mm -hmm. Um, that, yeah, <laughs> the first one, uh, just starts spinning wildly, trying mm -hmm. to, you know, keep control. Uh, the other one does a little better, but now he's sort of cagey. He's right. like backing off away from you. He's not pressing the attack. He's still jockeying to try and get position on you. But he's not trying to close distance anymore. He's trying to keep distance while the other guy is still sort of, you know, struggling to try and keep himself up in the air. But the, the two of them are still still there and still right. uh, looking to get you. So that is six. That was a six, yeah. So that is um, debuffing helicopters. And that brings us down to 27 on our power meter. Those sixes eat through it pretty quick, actually. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So uh, now that I've gotten... That was their only buff, so I'm back to my full five dice. Mm -hmm. Now I think I'm going to try for uh, mm -hmm. to go back to what I was doing before. Mm -hmm. Just got them off balance up. and just like mm -hmm. keep them keep them occupied. Okay, keep dancing. Gotcha. Um. So. Uh, so the goal now is to really just just uh, outrun them completely, break yeah. off so that they can't even pursue you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the full five dice. I think uh, uh, when you're doing that, that's what that's a deft. That's what I was thinking. Action. Yeah. So yeah. you it'll be your fitness. Um, same, same challenge number, yep. um, you know, nine, it'll be your fitness and then, uh, uh, you'll add your deftness to that. All right. Three, two, five, one, three, five, seven. Okay. So that is two well, pains. Seven. Yeah. That does not outrun them, I'm afraid. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you have hindered them. Uh, you, you know, turn to like burn away from them. Uh, the two helicopters are sort of limping after you. You take a glance back to, you know, to see how they are, uh, uh faring, like, you know, how they, they can't keep up with you. And then, uh, realize that you've flown right into a volley of anti-aircraft missiles flying off of one of the weapons platforms on the behemoth. Um, you had no idea they had that. I sure didn't. <laughs> kind of a surprise to suddenly find yourself in the midst of a, a, a cloud of explosions. Yep. Uh, yeah, you get knocked from one side to the other. Um, you know, the machine uh, groans and grumbles around you, but, um, you know, the, the armor plates that uh, get smashed away, um, you know, the, the chunks begin to fall out of the yep. sky, and the machine sort of reaches out, grabs the uh, debris from your broken uh, armor and even from the, you know, the, the, the discarded pieces of the exploding rockets means to pull it back up into the air and start stitching you back together from the, uh, uh, the rocket barrage uh, uh, that intercepted you. But, well, those copters are now out of the way, but the behemoth has suddenly uh, <laughs> become a much bigger part of, uh, of your life. Um, the uh, uh, weapons platforms um, are studded with cannons. Mm -hmm. They've got those same point defense machine guns that are sort of spraying, you know, anti-aircraft fire. But you you know how to deal with them. They're mm -hmm. no no threat to you anymore. But the larger cannons are trying to uh, uh, aim at you, and there are more missile racks that are also trying to track you with the anti-aircraft missiles. So it looks like you're up against uh, the big guy again. Yep. Which is fine. That is one pain. Yes. So it's maybe three pain. You three, you have three pain. Yes, you can take one more before the machine goes yes. over, and I get one here on the overall despair. Now, yes. despair hasn't really been goosed up yet, so it's at one. Meaning, if you take one more hit, 
Word's going to get back to yep. Morovia that, oh my gosh, our, our invincible rocket man is, isn't quite as invincible as we yep. hoped. So far, you've been able to keep that going. You've been invincible. <laughs> so let's see if you can stay invincible. Um, I think what happens is I touch down. Mm-hmm. I touch down and, mm-hmm. um, this jetpack on my back mm-hmm. is starting to feel really heavy, which yeah. is weird. It's not, you know, I'm in this big armor, everything feels light, but suddenly my back is just, mm-hmm. you know, I got a knot in the right between the shoulder blades and it's just in it. But suddenly, like, I can barely, suddenly I'm back at that slouched stance from earlier mm-hmm. and suddenly, like, I, my hands are on my, my knees and I'm like, what is going on? And I full on fall down onto my, like, elbows and knees. Mm. Okay. And the, the, the pack on my back expands out, like the wings <laughs> expand, and suddenly I have in miniature the same uh, missile platform <laughs> of the behemoth uh, is sitting in miniature on my back. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is the plan now. Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, the machine recognizes these things and it wants to, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, to... Uh, uh, to do what it can to uh, uh, counter, you know, whatever uh, does harm to it, it wants to return in kind. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So yes, um, yeah, you're ready to launch a, a counterattack yep. uh, if you want to do that. I'm just thinking about your joy. I guess yeah. What's what's you really in the thick of it? It's hard for us to get joy back for Klaus. Uh, I mean, duty, but it's duty based on things like his age, right? And, uh, yeah, and his uh, yeah. Okay. I guess it's really just a matter of, like, let's just try and slug it out with them, and hopefully we can get it done fast enough right. that, that, that not too much disaster uh, uh, accrues yeah, right. on this. Okay. Um, fine. So, yeah, are you, you're facing off against uh, one of the weapon batteries? Yes. Okay. These are also pretty heavily defended. The, the point defense weapons are no longer a threat to you, but they do have those anti-aircraft missiles, and they have those huge cannons as well. And those things could definitely be a problem if they can get a range on you. So there are two buffs... Uh, against you. Um, the challenge on uh, this thing is also a 10 because it's still built out of the same heavy, you know, hefty stuff of the rest of the uh, the rest of the uh, behemoth. Uh, what, what, you rolled a 4 on that. Yeah, rolled four. Right? Okay, yeah. so we're down to 23 power and that was hit by AA missiles. Okay. I'm going to take a debuff and try to uh, mm-hmm. neutralize one of these cannons first mm-hmm. as sort of a, as a test shot, like, mm-hmm. take a, like, try to figure out how to shoot with a thing that is on my back. <laughs> yes, to, you like, haven't really been a plane before. You've been, you've been mimicking a plane, but this yeah. is kind of a new experience to find that you have become the, the plane yeah. yourself. All right. Um, yeah. This is uh, firing away with uh, Observant as well. Yep. You get your full dice because you're just trying to debuff instead yep. of uh, uh, damage the thing. So, um, yeah, go ahead and, and roll for it. One, six. Six. Five, three, and one. Okay. So, 11. 11. That's enough to, uh, to do the job. Yeah. Yep. Um, six. Let me just make a quick note of this before I forget. 17. All right. So, um, yeah, you... Uh, um, Train your focus on the long guns. Um, let loose with a barrage of smaller missiles, uh, which uh, hit the sides of uh, uh, of the big guns. Um, and uh, one of the turrets locks in place. Uh, smoke begins bubbling out of uh, another one. Um, you're only able to see one of the weapons platforms on this side of the thing. You right. have to circle around the other side to get that one. But uh, you 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 know where the weak points are in these things now. You know mm-hmm. you figured out like uh, the the uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the swivel base has an exposed area. If you can land shots there, that'll lock it in place. So, yeah, so both cannons are kind of locked and un- unable to, to turn to you. I mean, you know, yeah. the, the, the cannons themselves are trying to, you know, move up and down to get range, but they can't, you know, their swivel's right. broken. So that's, that's no longer a threat to you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the weapons platform is still there. It still has its anti-aircraft right. missiles. And they're, uh, you know, you can see the crewmen, um, you know, running around the deck, Aiming those in your direction, right. firing them off. You know, there's still machine gun fire filling the air around you, but you know, if any of those do actually track you close enough, you just feel them sort of ping off the armor. Now, you know, mm-hmm. they don't. It doesn't mean anything to the machine anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think uh, I think I'm going to take fire at the. Do I want to take one last? Do I want to take a 
you could try and take off the other buff if you want to try and hit the thing full force. Or I think that's going to be. The, I think that's. I think that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I think that's definitely the plan. So now you're looking to take out those anti-aircraft. Yeah. Uh, missiles. Now, okay. now I've got it. Now I, I've, I sort of like, the weight mm-hmm. sort of lifted off of my back a little bit. Oh, okay. You're gonna shoot those out as well, or do you have a different uh, tactic um, for those? I think fly overhead mm-hmm. and drop something on them. Drop some bombs on them. Yeah. Okay. Um, is that still observant, or is that more an intellectual thing? I think it's probably still observant from where you are, the angle you're taking. You know, the intellectual mm-hmm. thing would be intellectual is like indirect fire. Yeah, right. You know, trying to trying to calculate a long distance missile strike or something as simple as I'm going to fly and I'm going to drop bombs. Yeah, and they, will, they will land behind me in a string. Is probably more observant. All right. So let's uh, uh, let's take that roll then. All right. Three, three, three. one, one, three. So three, ah. four, five, ten. Wow, that's neat. Nice. With, those, with those three threes, that means that you only had to spend three points yes. from your power to get that, yes. but that still totaled you a five. And so, that gave me with my five uh, mm-hmm. for my upgrade? Yeah, perfect. Ten. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Uh, that's a perfect hit to that. So, Excellent. yes, we've eliminated the anti-aircraft missiles as well. So now, you're basically in the clear to attack yes. this thing. I mean, there's still defenders there and so on, but you're at, you're at your full power. Yeah. There's nothing... Excellent. Nothing, nothing getting between you and, uh, and hitting that battery full on. Good. So fire away, I see. Fire assume. away. <laughs> fire away. I think I level myself. Mm-hmm. And I say, I say, oh, here goes nothing. Mm-hmm. Four, three, three, five, two. Five and five is ten. Five and five is ten. That's an exact hit. You don't have to worry about any overkill or, uh, mm-hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. The uh, uh, barrage of fire slams into uh, uh, the side of the of the uh, weapons platform. Uh, without all that covering fire coming at you, you can actually hit the joint area. Remember how I said these yep. things sort of levered open from the side? Yep, yep, yep. You know, pouring fire into those pistons um, breaks some of the support. And the platform, it doesn't fall off, but it lurches down right. like several feet so that all the troops on it like grab for the deck yeah. and start scrambling trying to get off. A few of them probably do tumble over the edge, but you can't quite make them out and just the, the mess of smoke and, and metal rolling off this thing. Um, the whole behemoth lurches to the side before, you know, uh, uh, some piston somewhere else fire. And mm-hmm. there's this like roar and this gush of steam and heat. It almost seems like a missile launch as the thing like, you know, rights itself mm-hmm. with some, you know, with, with just like, you know, with its engines going full blast, you know, and, and, and you know, rockets inside it firing off to try and counterbalance this enormous, uh, unwieldy machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so we've destroyed Weapon Platform A. Weapon Platform A down, and with a tread down, with a mobilizer down, mm-hmm. and a platform down, I'm feeling pretty good. Yep. I'm feeling like I, I didn't destroy it outright, but I took out enough of it that they will not be able to deploy this thing for mm-hmm. a good long while. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think my plan for the rest of my power is to go back to Operation Duck and Weave, mm-hmm. make sure that they're focusing on me, mm-hmm. and that that and that I'm I because I can I can take what they throw at me. Sure, sure. So I think that's the plan. Yeah, you have 14 power remaining before um, you know the machine. I mean, if you want to try and break off now, you can, but. You know, I mean, your orders were do as much damage as possible, you know, before uh, before bugging out. So, you know, the more you can do, the happier uh, they will probably be uh, back home. But uh, like you said, you've done significant damage to this thing. It's not rolling out onto a battlefield tomorrow, you know. Um, so that's uh, that's nothing to sneeze if at. They, mm-hmm. If they give me grief about it, I can tell them that I can tell them that I wanted to ensure that our operatives mm-hmm. got to safety. Okay, that's not why I'm doing it, but. They need if they need they they need it they need a reason. Mm-hmm. I can give them a reason. Now, one of the things that has, in a way, sort of been a, a, a saving grace of all this is that it's been in sort of an open plaza area. Mm-hmm. So you've noticed that, like you know, while they've been trying to target you, they've been more careful about you know the surrounding area and all that sort of thing. It seems like they're getting a little more desperate now, though, as uh, you know, as you've done more damage to. Uh, you know, to the behemoth. It still has its secondary weapon bank that, you know, it's its secondary weapon platform, but also other vehicles and so on are beginning to, you know, pour out of the, uh, the area around it. You know, there's a, a troop carrier, a VTOL trying to take off. Um, there are, you know, more helicopters trying to get up into the air, but there are also tanks wheeling around, uh, on the ground trying to get a shot at you. 
and a few shots have already gone wide and begun to hit the factories and the surrounding buildings around the plaza because, you know, they've gotten past that stage of, uh, you know, of, oh, we must mm -hmm. defend this to, oh my gosh, we have to destroy this crazy thing that is, you know, this, like, hornet flying through the air, smashing apart, you know, our, our greatest military achievement, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, hmm. So you've got a lot of potential targets. You said your goal was really just duck and weave and sort of keep yeah. your distance from everything yeah. for a keep while. Keep my distance. Keep my distance. Make sure that I, I don't. If especially if they're getting desperate, mm. I don't want. I want them being desperate towards me and not towards the factories and not towards the people. Like I want. Okay. Trying to keep those... the fire over and around. Yeah. You. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. That means hugging very close to the behemoth and yes. sort of wheeling around it where they're afraid to fire. Yes. The other, the downside of that, of course, is that the Behemoth second weapons platform is still trying to shoot out toward right. you. Fortunately, you can counteract the effect of the, you know, the long guns, the missiles, and the, and the mm -hmm. defense point uh, weapons on it. So you've got that, you know, in your favor. Um, the command center, however, does have access to some other additional hardware that isn't, you know, built into right. other parts of the machine. So. As you're wheeling around, you start to hear this sort of high-pitched, shrill noise building up uh, uh, in your ears. You're not quite sure what, what it is, but then you start to feel that this sort of trembling and your vision uh, uh, starts to get a little bit blurry. So um, so you can keep trying to fly around, you know, and keep your distance from things, but you're going to have to take uh, uh, deal, with, deal with the buff from the command center. It has two buffs that it can use here. Uh, it's electronic countermeasures mm -hmm. devices and the elite crewman operating uh, said devices. So it's got those two buffs to use against you as you try and fly around it. So you can try and turn and deal with those first, or you could just see like, hey, have I got the dice to power through, you know, uh, um, flying away or, or, you know, flying around it. Um, I'm going to deal with one of those buffs. Mm -hmm. I'm going to deal with one of those buffs. I'm going to... Um I'm going to fly overhead almost as though I was doing a magnet mine uh, strafing run. Mm -hmm. Except uh, the points where the magnet mines mm -hmm. start to uh, fan out. They start to almost bloom, right? Mm -hmm. Until they become, uh, for lack of a better term, megaphones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, once I get around any of their view windows mm -hmm. or anywhere where there might be uh, glass, bulletproof, or otherwise... Mm -hmm. Uh, they're gonna screech. Okay. You can see there are viewports, there are, uh, um, you know, hatchways, mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, a lot of the troops, um, are scrambling into the hatchways towards the command center from the, you know, from the weapons platform mm -hmm. that has dropped. Um, so yeah, you can, you can, yeah, you can definitely fly, uh, uh, for that area. So I assume you're trying to deal with the command crew. Yes, trying to deal um, with the command crew and, uh, hmm. How are we going about this? This is interesting, because what you're trying to do is basically terrify them, right? It's almost got to be intellectual, right? I think it's intellectual, yeah. I think it's focused and intellectual, yeah, trying to sort of give them a, a put the fear into them of uh, of who you are and what you are and what you can do, mm -hmm. so that they know you are not a thing to be messed with. Right. What's the, so what's the difficulty on this? <sighs> Let's see. Well, we're dealing with the command crew, and they're, I think that they should probably be a challenge of nine. Okay. Because, you know... They're not the machine itself, but they're also not, you know, like I said, these are the elites. You're talking about there's mm -hmm. a general in there and, and his, his higher up officers. So, you know, so they have sworn to defeat people like you. So mm -hmm. I think it is going to be tricky to try and do that. I think it's going to be a Yeah, nine. that's going to be. Yeah. That's not. I mean, you could alter to take a more direct approach think, and just start smashing things. Uh, I think that might have to be the plan okay. is uh, just start. um Punching, uh, <laughs> doing like machine gunning, mm -hmm. or even better, I'm going to just punch my way in to the command to center. The command center. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good to me. So that's going to be uh, fit and strong yep. in order to just yeah charge in. I mean, you should probably still have the speakers uh, blaring yeah. to you know yeah. to, to put yeah to again just terrify them as you <laughs> fly yeah. towards. One of the uh, the portals, uh, you know, looking out. Um, well, that'd be good because then that would make it a lot harder to ignore, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm yep. screeching, if I'm screeching inside of the command center, yes, they're going to scatter a lot faster than they yes. are otherwise. So that's right. my plan. Okay, so that's fit and deft. All right, my dice six, one, six, five, three. So that's okay. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven. 
well, and with the six, we're down to eight power. And that is to terrify the command staff. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, you fly in toward that tank. Now you found a portal that you, you fly mm -hmm. up toward, and as, you know, the, these, these basically coruscating waves of terrifying sound are pouring out of the, uh, the speakers. Yep. You smash your way through the wall of this thing, peeling apart the armor plates and, uh, you know, and shoving your way into the, uh, the command deck. Um, it's like a spacious tank. In that it's not like, uh, you know, there's not a lot of room right. in this place, honestly. So the sound immediately fills it and, you know, the uh, uh, crew begin grabbing their ears and like scrambling and running away. You can see like all of these, uh, you know, Asturians in their, their you know, their uh, military uniforms. There's, um, you know, uh, a command, commander has a slightly raised uh, uh, chair sort of behind a, a console at the back. Uh, uh, he starts screaming and hollering, you know, claps his hands over his ears. Uh, one of the guys at his side uh, uh, grabs up a rifle and, uh, you know, it fires at you, uh, but because you're already so heavily shielded mm -hmm. from dealing with the machine guns, it just kind of pings around off you. And, uh, yeah, there's just like a lot of screaming and hollering and so on as, uh, uh as people scramble towards the, uh, the exit doors to try and get away from you. The commander doesn't, uh, run though. He just stands there like, sh you know, shouting at you, um, you know, trying to be heard over the, the, the noise of the, uh, the megaphones. Now, because of the machine, you could hear him if you want to. The machine can do I... all kinds of fun audio filtering things because, you know, it does what you want it to do. It sees what you want it to see. It hears what, you know, what you want to hear. I, uh, I want to hear what he has to say. Well, <clears throat> you're able to pick out some of the historian, sure. some of the other historian, you know, so, some of the other words have to slip you by. But the word that comes up over and over again is demon. You know, the, mm -hmm. the, you are some unholy monster, you know, that, that you know, that, that um, uh, you are the great threat, you know, you are the, the, the true aggression, uh, you know, we, we must uh, rise up to defeat the challenge of you, um, you know, so, something to that effect is kind sure. of what you're able to, to pick out that like he's specifically like, you know, blaming you for this kind of thing, which sure. I guess is what he would do until one of his other officers like grabs him bodily and begins pulling sure. him away from you. As you know, <laughs> as uh, uh, you know, the, uh, another chunk of the wall just sort of breaks off behind you, and you know, and, and tumbles down to the uh, the pavement uh, hundreds of feet below. So, <laughs> you have terrified the commanders out of the command center. It's still here. Um, of course, there's nothing stopping you now from letting loose with a volley of mortar fire on the inside That's of the thing to... Probably <laughs> exact... I mean, at this point, I... Might as well core it out. Like yeah. <laughs> may as well, if I'm here, may All as right. well core it out. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and fire away. Alright. Is, does it still have one buff or no? Yes. Um, it still has anti-electronic weapons. Yes, yes. yes. The ECM uh, stuff is still working. There is still that little, you know, throbbing noise at the back of your head, but it's, uh, you know... But it's only the one uh, die you've lost to that. All right. So I'm going to throw four dice mm -hmm. plus five. Mm -hmm. As I do the exact same thing I did earlier, mortar shells in an mm -hmm. arc. Two, three, three, five. Up six. Six, five, eleven. Seven. Okay, we're over by one point. So that would be a little bit of overkill, but it's yes. not enough to, to take the anger over. So we're okay there. And on that note, I think right. I'm, I'm, I'm piecing out. Yep. You've got two power left. But, uh, yeah. Again, just... Bloom of fire all around you. The command center is just enveloped in explosions. Uh, you, know, you can see the uh, the consoles um, burst into flames, crack, and you know, and, and collapse. And then you sort of throw yourself back out of the uh, out of the machine as uh, um, you know, as again, like the you know the, the engines roar inside it, and you know, flames gout out of the command center as you fly away from it, um, peeling away through the sky. That you know, you're just you're leaving behind a scene of 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 chaos, mm -hmm. you know, smoke and flames darting up out of this thing, um, troops wheeling around at the base of it, uh, you know, uh, workers streaming out, you know, away from the factories uh, around you. Uh, yeah, you've uh, you've certainly upset, the, you know, it's, it's like you've kicked over a hive mm -hmm. here. You know, you, you, you've upset the entire uh, town into this, this panicked, uh, um, you know, uh, frenzy, mm -hmm. you know, of uh, people trying to pour away from the from this, this broken machine. Another mission safely undertaken by the Rocket Man. But don't rest easy, Klaus, for a whole different kind of battle awaits you on the home front. Can Klaus contain the peace and comfort of home without the machine waiting within? Find out next time. That's it for this week. Stay tuned next week for part two of our Project Wingspan playtest session. 
Thank you so much to Russell for coming on to the show. You can follow all of Russell's work at robotclaw.info, and you can follow Russell on Twitter at robotclaw. Ugh, I am loving Project Wingspan. I cannot wait for this to be a game that people can play and enjoy. It is so flipping cool. I love it. It's really neat. Anyway, speaking of Twitter, uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, consider giving us a nice iTunes review, a social media shout out, or a word of mouth recommendation. All of those things help new people find the show and allow us to do bigger, better, and cooler things. If you want to hear more from me, check out All My Fantasy Children, podcast in which Aaron Catano, Saez, and I take your listener prompts and turn them into beautiful, thriving, vibrant role-playing game children. That can be found at soundcloud.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Like I said up top, consider backing us on Patreon at patreon.com slash partyofonepodcast. Party of One is produced by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the DNT Sluggers. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show, or you just want to hear my extremely good Superman opinions, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. That's it for me. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day, and party on.